Welcome to Ask Cadence, everybody, the project management podcast. My name is Pete Wright, and I'm sitting here once again with Jay Christensen. Jay, hello. Hello, Pete. Happy New Year. Uh, oh, boy, I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we are here once again uh, to tackle the grisliest of project management problems. We're reading off the problem cards that come into us through our project management training course. And this one, I think, is uh, probably one we've, uh, that, that you run into often. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, uh, it, it sounds like something many folks have probably dealt with. Here's what it says. Lack of timely management decisions causing delays and project rescoping, and in this case, starting over. Mm-hmm. That, that seems like uh, 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 real trouble. Yeah. What is going on in an organization that is dealing with, uh, with lack of timely management decisions? What, who is responsible for getting that back on the road? Yeah, and this may be an indication of perhaps insufficient planning because one of the planning activities is to, of course, identify tasks and schedule and responsibility matrix, et cetera, et cetera. But during the process, to be collecting issues or collecting decisions that need to be made on the project to keep it moving. So what we need to do then is, uh, near the end of the planning activity, match the issues and questions and decisions to tasks on the project. Uh, And the question is, is there a task that when it is complete, the issue or question or decision is addressed? If the answer is yes, then we're we're good to go. We don't need to do too much more other than cross-reference the task number to uh, the issue, question, or decision. If the answer is no, then what we need to do is turn this uh, question, um, issue, or decision into a task, then make sure that there is someone assigned to either make the decision or to get the decision made. And uh, many times the people that make decisions are sponsors or high-level people that are not appropriate members of the project core team. Uh, So we can't assign them directly this task of making the decision because then that would mean that they're a core team member and expected to do everything that a team member does, which is inappropriate for high-level people. So instead what we do is we uh, assign one of the legitimate core team members to interact with this high-level person and in that interaction uh, to identify what the decision uh, is need what decision is needed uh, also uh, what information is needed and, and what can be gathered in preparation for helping the decision maker arrive at uh, the outcome of the decision so it is a planning activity and ideally, it happens proactively rather than reactively. And of course, uh, if we haven't been able to uh, anticipate the decisions that need to be made, then the same process applies. What is the decision? Is there a task that, when completed, will address the decision? Probably not. Then we need to uh, define a task and go through the process of identifying who is going to make the decision. Now, uh, that's the ideal approach. Of course, it doesn't always work that way. Even after we've identified the person who makes the decision or who is uh, appropriate to make the decision, they don't make the decision, and the project could possibly stall. 
So uh, what could happen in that case is the project manager says, uh, I understand the gravity of the situation. However, the project is going to stall if we don't get the decision made. Uh, so in lieu of the proper decision um, uh, person, I'm going to make the decision myself. And what they do is they, before the decision is made, they publish this this, this statement. And what happens then is usually that causes the person who is supposed to be making the decision to act. And sure, they it's like whack-a-mole. They'll step up as soon as that comes out. Yeah, correct. If they don't, then the project manager makes the decision. Right. Okay, so now they need to be prepared that the decision has been made and published. Now it could be refuted by the person who was supposed to have made it in the first place. Well, uh, that's fine. That's that's what we want to have happen, even in that case, because now we can get that person to come forward and we can get into some uh, decision-making activities with the person. Sure, yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what we're saying here in the case of the of the submitter of the problem card is, you know, you have... If, as a project manager, you have some authority. You have the most skin in the game to keep the project moving forward. In the end, it's going to be your responsibility to deliver business results. What do you, and, and here is where you push the political boundaries exactly. to get the project done. Exactly. And if I could to expand on what you just said, um, uh, this is a thing of uh, kind of um, realizing that project managers by and large, have the least amount of authority to make decisions on a project. Is that kind of uh, ironic? Uh, so what needs to happen then is the project manager or even the team lead uh, where the decision resides uh, is finds who has the authority to make the decision. And that's a kind of a, a political kind of a discovery process that you alluded to a second ago. But somebody has the authority to make the decision. Our job as project people is to find who that person is, then approach them and uh, get the decision accomplished. Then once it's accomplished, documented, so that it doesn't have to be remade and remade and remade. Right, right, right. Well, this is great. Uh, thank you for your insights, Jay. And you, you are a project rebel. <laughs> uh, the role model to Project Rebels everywhere. Uh, uh, thank you for your time. Again, Happy New Year, everybody, to his uh, to his listening to the show. On behalf of Jay Christensen, my name is Pete Wright, and uh, oh, this has been another week of Ask Cadence, the Project Management Podcast.